What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the third official episode of The Final Drive with Nate Castle. Definitely appreciate you all tuning in, and uh, we got a fun one planned today. In the past, we've had listener questions come in that we've addressed as segments on previous episodes, but since our last cast, we had a multitude of questions come in, and I felt the best way to address them would to be to dedicate an entire cast to those questions and going more in-depth than just a segment would be. So with that being said, uh, let's get right into it. Our first question comes from Wayne. Wayne is a Jets fan. Wayne wants to know what I think of Sam Darnold, what I think of the free agent moves the Jets have made this past offseason in 2020, and what I think their outlook will be moving forward. First off, Wayne, definitely appreciate the questions. Also, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Really do appreciate that. So let's start off with Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold and Josh Allen were both drafted in the 2018 NFL Draft in the first round. Sam Darnold went number three overall to the New York Jets, and then Josh Allen was picked a few picks later and number seven overall to the Buffalo Bills. So being four picks apart in the same draft, there's always going to be a comparison about who is better, who should have been taken first, things to that nature, especially between Jets fans and Bills fans who are both pretty avid fans of the teams that they follow. Um, As a Bills fan, I know there's a lot of hate uh, for Jets fans in the Twitter universe, Um, but I'm personally a fan of Sam Darnold. I think arguably between him and Josh Allen, between the two of them, you're looking at currently the best quarterback in the AFC East after the departure of Tom Brady. Um, If you look at what Sam Darnold did between 2018 and 2019, Uh, This past year, he had 159 more passing yards for a total of 3,024. He had more passing touchdowns. He had two less interceptions. He went from 15 to 13. And his uh, rating went up 6.7 points. So pretty much across the board, he did improve. And that's exactly what you want to see out of a quarterback in his second year. You want to see improvement. Uh, While it be incremental, Improvement is improvement, and things are looking to go in a positive direction for Sam Darnold. Now, I think Sam Darnold has the potential to be a franchise-winning quarterback. Do I think Adam Gase has that potential? No. Um, If Sam Darnold is going to be the quarterback of the future for the New York Jets, it will not be while Adam Gase is at the helm of that team. In 2019, Adam Gay signed a four-year, $20 million deal. So he's going to be with the team uh, for at least a couple more years here, unfortunately for Jets fans. Um, I'm sorry about that. I I think he's one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Um, When I saw the headline that he was hired to be the New York Jets coach, I was ecstatic. I I mean, if you look at players that were under his regimen in Miami, uh, guys like Ryan Tannehill and Devontae Parker, guys that weren't superstars or weren't elite players under his regimen now had breakout seasons without him at the helm. And not that they, uh, by any means, are elite or um, franchise players themselves, but just seeing that there are multiple examples of players who have done better without Adam Gase being their coach, I think is significant, especially when you try to do the opposite of that and think of players that maybe weren't as good before having Adam Gase as a coach that are now better because Adam Gase is their coach. I don't think you see that nearly as much as you could tell of 
tell stories of other players who are no longer being coached by Adam Gase that are having more prosperous careers. Um, and I don't think that is something by chance. I think that is indicative of the kind of coach that Adam Gase is. This past year, um, there were multiple examples of disgruntled players coming about from the New York Jets who would have had um, arguments and problems with Adam Gase. Also from the front office, the owners and general managers having problems with Adam Gase. One of the biggest offseason moves last season that the Jets made was signing Le'Veon Bell, and it later came out that Adam Gase didn't even want him. Even if that was the case, those are things that you want to keep in-house. Those are things you don't want the league knowing about because you know, every offseason, the team changes, whether for the better or for the worse. Teams change. Guys uh, go to different teams. They retire. Contracts end. So when you hear about guys like Adam Gase going after their own players, that doesn't make you want to play for that team. I really do think that Sam Darnold could, like I said, be a franchise quarterback moving forward and bring the Jets to a place that they haven't been to in a long time. But if Adam Gase is going to be his coach, I don't think he's ever going to reach his full potential. Um, as far as the offseason moves that the Jets have made, uh, they have – now, like I said with the Bills in my previous cast, one of the biggest things you want from a front office is that when you have issues from a year prior, you want those issues being addressed as quickly as possible but done the right way. And obviously to do that, you have to identify which position of need is the most – uh, urgent. So the Jets had a pretty bad offensive line this past year. And um, with that being said, they have signed five offensive linemen so far this offseason. I think the biggest name would probably be Greg Van Rotten. Um, again, these aren't superstar signings by any means, but after the year that they had on the offensive line last year, you want to see changes being made. And it looks like that's what they're doing. So um, I will give the Jets that. They look to be try at least trying to upgrade at that position. Um, the biggest loss that they've had is definitely Robbie Anderson. Uh, this past year in 2019, he had 52 receptions, 779 yards, and five touchdowns. He is now with the Carolina Panthers. Um, within a, with a loss like that, I think it would be safe to say that the Jets definitely take a swing on one of the receivers coming out of the draft this year. And there are definitely a plethora of them to choose from that could possibly be elite. But I don't think that is a secret need of the Jets by any means. I think wide receiver might be one of their biggest needs. But um, like I said, I I think Sam Darnold could be the guy. I know for a fact Adam Gase is not. So as far as the Jets' outlook in 2020, Sam could be the guy. But this year, in 2020, I have... The Bills finishing first overall in the AFC East. Then I have the Dolphins, who I think are going to surprise some people this this year. I think the offseason moves that they've made, as well as Brian Flores, I think he's a good coach. I think that uh, just like uh, Sean McDermott, he gets the most out of his roster, even if there isn't a lot of talent on paper. Um, And that's something that can be said for both Brian Flores and Sean McDermott that I don't think can be said for Adam Gase. Adam Gase does not make the players around him better. I just, I'm just not a fan of Adam Gase. So I have the Bills finishing first. Again, the Dolphins finishing second. I think that as of right now, we don't know what the Patriots are going to do regarding their quarterback position, but that defense is still going to be very good. 
and going to win them some games no matter who's at the helm, whether it be Stidham or someone else. So I have the Patriots because of Bill Belichick and that defense finishing third overall in the division. And I'm sorry to say I have the Jets finishing. I have the Jets finishing fourth overall in the division um, with a losing record. I just don't see Adam Gase being the guy to bring them to where they need to be, whether or not Sam Darnold is that guy or not at the quarterback position. So while Sam Darnold, I expect him to uh, continue to improve as a passer and a football player in the NFL as he gets more experience in that offense. I just don't seeing it being enough to bring them out of the hole that Adam Gase will keep them in. So um, again, thanks for the question, Wayne, and uh, really appreciate you tuning in. Secondly, we want to have a discussion about Josh Allen. Our next question comes from Andy Kopp, who, if you haven't checked out his podcast, he has the Panther Post um, on my Twitter. I definitely retweet and have a lot of interaction with Andy. He's a very, very knowledgeable uh, football mind, and uh, if you haven't done it so far, definitely go give his podcast, the Panther Post, a look. Andy wants to know what I think about Josh Allen. Do I think Josh Allen is the guy? And if not, what is going to happen? Thanks for the question, Andy. Really appreciate you tuning in. Um, wow, this is a uh, something that a lot of Bills fans don't want to have to think about, but it's definitely something that should be thought about and should be addressed. Um, okay, so Josh Allen, from year one to year two, from 2018 to 2019, uh, this past season his completion percentage went up six points. His touchdown percentage also went up over a full point. He had three less interceptions. He went from 12 to 9. He had one more rushing touchdown. In 2018, he had eight. This past year, he had nine. He had over 1,000 more passing yards than he did his rookie season. And his rating went up 17.4 points. So just like we talked about with Sam Darnold, Josh Allen also had improvements across the board. And uh, that's definitely something you want to see as a Bills fan. Now, from an outsider's perspective... Uh, If you ask a lot of Bills fans, I think there's a lot of intangibles that Josh brings that we haven't had at the quarterback position in a long time. And he's just a natural leader. If you talk to his teammates, if you listen to what his teammates say about him, what his coaching staff says about him, everyone is is all in on Josh Allen. He seems like not just on the field but outside of football, he is the guy that you want to be leading your team. So all of that is pointing in the right direction. But again, yeah. There's people on the outside that don't think that Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. And um, up until this point, it's, it's, the, the verdict, I believe, is still out. I believe the verdict is still out on all of the 2018 quarterbacks yet. I mean, out of the five of them drafted in the first round, only Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen have been to the playoffs yet, and neither have won a playoff game yet. So to say really any of them have had uh, the success you want out of your franchise quarterback um, – especially come playoff time, just isn't the case yet. So there is definitely concern that Josh Allen isn't the guy. But this past year, the Bills had the second most dropped passes in the NFL. They had 26 dropped passes. And their offensive line, while it improved from 2018 significantly, they were still ranked 21st, which is in the bottom half of the league. So while there's there's other circumstances that led to some of the statistics uh, that Josh Allen had, I, I personally believe that he is the guy. Um, I like what he does that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, and um, there's definitely some plays 
that he would definitely like to have back, and that's Bills fans would definitely like for him not to have made. But those are things that happen with a raw quarterback like Josh Allen is. I mean, I'm, I'm the first to admit he was probably the most raw quarterback coming out of that draft, but I believe he had also the highest ceiling out of any quarterback in the 2018 NFL draft. So there's definitely a risk involved with Josh Allen. That's something that both Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott had to weigh before drafting him. So if he's not the, if he's not the quarterback of the future for the Bills, I still want Sean McDermott and, and Brandon Bean around. I like the kind of, of environment that they've brought to the Buffalo Bills. I like the moves they've made outside of the quarterback position, whether Josh is their future or not. And I think even if Josh, before his contract ran up or after it ran up and they didn't sign him to a second deal, I would still want Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean around. I think that even if Josh Allen isn't the future, those two can find the future for the Buffalo Bills, especially with the defense that McDermott has brought about. Um, I think that is something that he brings to the table that maybe we couldn't get with another coach. And then with Sean, I'm sorry, with Brandon Bean being what I think, what I call the wizard that he is, some of the deals that he's made, um, I really don't know how he did it, but uh, definitely glad that he's our GM and um, glad the Panthers let him go. So while, jo- while I believe that Josh Allen is the future of this team, um, if he weren't to be the future of this team, I think by the time his contract is up, the Bills will have to look into getting a new quarterback. I mean, this year is a, the third year for quarterbacks is a huge deal. I mean, just look what uh, Patrick Mahomes did in his third year this past year. He won a Super Bowl. So for third-year quarterbacks, the expectations are lofty. And after getting Stephon Diggs, after a couple of the defensive moves moves the Bills have made, I think they are better now than they were before free agency began. And while that improves their team in or on paper, it's all going to come down to uh, to Josh Allen, and it's all going to fall on his shoulders. If they're going to be better, it's because Josh Allen improved. And this is going to be a very telling year to see what he can do because up until this point, like again, you, it's it's hard to say that he's really had a number one receiver um, in bo- in his rookie year or this past year in 2019. But that's no longer the case. Stephon Diggs is a bona fide number one receiver. So as long as he can stay healthy, the expectations are high for both Josh Allen and the Bills this year. So um, I have high expectations. I believe the Bills do too, as a free agent or as a front office. And um, if he's not the the answer, I think it'll be disappointing. But that's a conversation that uh, is going to have to be had after this year, especially if he doesn't continue to improve the way he did this past season. Our third and last set of questions of the day come from Kevin. Kevin wants to know what I think about the backup quarterback spot for the Buffalo Bills. Do they stick with Matt Barkley moving forward, or should they look to upgrade that spot with someone like Cam Newton? Thanks for the question, Kevin. Uh, Definitely look forward to getting into this. So, Matt Barkley has been with the Bills for the past two seasons. This past year, he passed for 359 yards and zero touchdowns. In 2020, he will have a little over a $2 million cap hit, so definitely not expensive by any means. but do I've said in the past past casts, if you can upgrade a position, no matter what that position is, always look to do so. And with a 
spot and a position as important as the quarterback spot, it's definitely important to have some good depth behind your starting quarterback just in case something were to happen to Josh uh, this coming season. You obviously don't want your entire team or your season going down the drain with the injury uh, of one player. Matt Barkley is not a top-tier backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, He's not the Teddy Bridgewater of last year by any means. Um, We saw in week four when the Bills played the Patriots and Josh Allen was knocked out of the game with an apparent concussion. He had the chance to lead a game-winning drive against a very good defense, and he wasn't able to do so. And then in week 17 against the New York Jets, uh, albeit he had a lot of missing starters from that roster, but he fared poorly in that game a game the Bills eventually lost to the New York Jets uh, the last game of the season this past 19-2019 season. Um, Do I think Cam Newton could be a good replacement for Matt Barkley? Talent-wise, yes, of course. Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Matt Barkley. I don't think that's much of a debate. The problem is Matt Barkley is only playing for the Bills again, for about $2 million, a little over $2 million this coming season. And I don't think Cam Newton would be willing to sign a contract with the Bills for $2 million a year. Uh, He stated yesterday, it came out on ESPN, that he was waiting until he had the opportunity to be, or at least to try to be, a starting quarterback in the NFL for the 2020 season. And that's something he's not going to get with the Bills. Josh Allen is the quarterback this coming season, and I don't think anything is going to change that no matter who else is on the roster. So as far as a starting opportunity, I don't think the Bills offer that. Um, But as far as what Cam brings to the table as opposed to Matt Barkley, yes, I would love to have Cam Newton on this roster. I just don't think it's fiscally feasible for what his contract demands would be and what the Bills would be willing to give up for a position or a player that is not going to start for them. And hopefully if all things go well, not start for them at all this coming season. Uh, With that being said, I think there are a couple of options if the Bills were to look to upgrade Matt Barkley's uh, spot this coming season. Because after the 2020 season, Matt Barkley is a free agent. So whether they sign him to an extension or if they look to address that position elsewhere, uh, as of right now, there is no quarterback backing up Josh Allen in the 2021 season. Um, I would like to see someone maybe like Blake Bortles come in and and be a backup for us. I'm not sure what his contract demands would be, but I can't imagine them being as high as maybe Cam Newton's would be. Also, as far as talent-wise, I'd like to see Jameis Winston come in and back up Josh Allen. But again, just like Cam, I believe he's waiting for an opportunity to be another starter in the NFL. So I don't think that Buffalo is on his radar. Um, There is a quarterback out of FIU that has been reported to have some interest from the Buffalo Bills. His name is James Morgan. Uh, He had a good year in 2018, and uh, he's looking like a day three pick. He's actually met with multiple NFL teams and is someone to definitely be on the lookout for uh, on day three of the 2020 NFL draft to see if he does end up with the Bills. I think they should bring someone in regardless this coming season just to have a little bit of competition in the offseason and training camp if training camp does so happen uh, just because you, you at every position especially in camps you want competition 
and I think that between Matt Barkley and someone that they bring in, I think that would be healthy competition and something that should be done. So whether it be with James Morgan or Blake Bortles or a Cam Newton, I think that something will be brought in and should be brought in. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode. Again, I want to, I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. Uh, whether you've asked questions this cast or not, uh, definitely appreciate you guys giving us a listen and checking us out. Uh, again, for future episodes, would love to answer more questions, whether it have to be something like this where we spend a little extra time addressing questions or doing segments on other episodes. Love your guys' input. Moving forward, the plan will be to post casts every weekend, either on Friday or Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. We'll have more guest speakers. We'll definitely have more questions posted from listeners and a whole lot more. So again, thanks for tuning in. Go Bills.